Right, we'll have a mind of Rafur Shlema for Adas Basronia, for Amy Basdvora, for Yudas Basara, for Rachaleya Basara, and uh, all of them. Ruvain, Pinchas, Ben Chayeta. Ben Chayeta, and Michal David Ben Tvora. Okay. All right, so the bottom of the page on the Kuf Dalit Amud, Amud Base. Only Amur Abikiva Rikikal Apostle. Is it true that Rikikal holds that the spitting doesn't pass or doesn't create a psul? The Bible says, if, if she did the chalitza, not the spitting, and didn't do the reading of the verses, that's a good chalitza. Okay? So it's a good chalitza. If she did the spitting and not the chalitza, and didn't do the reading, so basically all that happened was the spitting. It's a puzzle chalitza. Okay? What if you did just the reading of the verses? No shoe removal, no spitting. Um, there's no, there's no, no, there's nothing going on here. Okay, so money. How? Who can this be? Who's the author of this this quote over here? She did the chalitza, not the rikika, not the reading. That's not true. This is what he says in the Mishnah. It must be all you have to any action item needs to be done. right? So definitely not going like Rebbe Yezer. is clear. Rebbe Kiva is going like Rebbe Kiva. Vektani If he did just the spitting and not the chalitza and not the kriya, chalitza It's an invalid chalitza. Now, what do you mean it's an invalid chalitza? Leman to whom? If it's just a puzzle to the world that she's not free to ma- that she's not free to marry yet, pshita. Of course, she's not free to marry. Me have a chalitza. There was no shoe removal. Of course, she's not permitted. As we know, that's for sure. The primary component is the removing of the shoe. You didn't even do that. You just spat. So what does it mean? It's a chalitza psula. It means that it says it, it puzzles her to even to go forward with the yibum to the brothers because it's already locked into the chalitza route. So you see that Rabbi Kiva does hold that actually the Rikika alone has an effect. Okay, you don't have to say that it's going like Rabbi, like we said before. Even Rabbi Kiva would say that it's effective. So Rabbi Kiva, Maishna Rikika, or Maishna Kriya. So here's the issue. According to Rabbi Kiva, Rikika is just not as not important as the Kriya. It's important, but I'm saying it doesn't need to be there even if you did just the chalitza. So why do we distinguish, according to Rabbi Kiva, between the spitting and the reading of the verses? They're both things that are, should be done, but if you didn't do it, still, um, it still works without them, right? So why is it that Rabbi Kiva says that if you did the rikika, now you're locked into that path, and if you do the reading, you're not locked into anything. What's the difference? That's the question. So Maishna, Rikiko, Maishna, Kriya. The answer is Kriya. When it comes to the verses, there's two sections of the verses. There's the before and the after. You read the verse in the beginning. My husband, my, my Yavam doesn't want to do Yibam. Okay, that's, uh, my brother-in-law is not willing to do Yibam. And he says, Lo chafas lakachta. And then there's a, then there's a base chalutzanal. There's a, a few sections where you're reading the verses. There's the before and the after. So Kriya, the Isa, Bein B'tchila, Bein B'sof, since reading of the verses happens in the beginning of the story, before before you do the chalitza, and it's also after you do the chalitza. So lo milchlefale. Nobody's going to assume that just because you read the verses, that you probably also did the chalitza. 
So therefore, since nobody's going to assume the chalitza tap, uh, would happen necessarily just because he heard that you did the readings, so that then therefore he's not going to assume that chalitza happened and you can still go ahead with the evil. But Rikika, the Bitchila Lasa Visa, Rikika is always following the shoe removal. So therefore, if somebody just cited, he walked in and he sees the spitting, he's going to assume probably the Chalitza was done before. And, and then he sees that, okay, she's going ahead and she, instead of um, um, you know, marrying a new person, she went ahead and did give him to one of the brothers. They'll say, oh, I guess it's not too late, even after Chalitza. That you can go ahead and marry and do yibum. It's like you know, it's like not a, It's not it doesn't lock her all out from from following through with yibum, and that's obviously not true. Once you did the chalitza, so it's mechalfa it lay. It can be easily confused and say And somebody who already got a proper chalitza will say, "What do you mean? I saw I saw a woman spit in front of their brother-in-law, and then she went ahead and married the other brother-in-law. Must be that it's fine." Because if she did the spinning, probably she saw the Roshu removal as well. Now, it happens to be that all she did was the spinning, but people won't know that, and that's why. But if she said, I saw her say the psukim, they say, well, that doesn't prove anything. Maybe it was the psukim from before. We know the psukim are supposed to be done before, but the spinning is only supposed to be done afterwards. That's why there's a bigger concern. This is version A of what was the whole message that was sent to the father of Shmuel. Now, Vigadamri, there's another entirely different version. Vigadamri, Hachi, Yivama. This is what they sent to the father of Shmuel. Yivama, Sharaka, Kalyava, Yivama. That did, that spat. Tachlos, she needs to do Chalitza. And it's not necessary to go and do the spitting a second time afterwards, even though it's out of order. That's the Chiddush. In other words, we're not talking about whether you know whether you're locked in to continue or not. That's not the talk. That's not what the point. The point is is that if you spat before you did the shoe removal, it's also good. It doesn't matter the order. Okay, okay. Like it happened like this. The story came before Rabbi Ami. And Rav Abbaram was sitting in front of Rav Ami, and Raka Kamikame the Tachlitz, and she did the spitting before the Chalitza. Amrle Rav Ami, so Rav Ami said, Oh, she's, in other words, you know, the woman was so excited to do the spitting. She, she right away gave a nice big spit in front she of her. Like a brother-in-law. Yeah, right. You could tell there was no bad blood between them, right? Um, so Amr Vami, Chalasla, Visharile, Tigra. You know, free her right away. Just she'll do the shoe removal, and then she's good to go. You don't need to. The spitting is already done. Okay, Amr Le Rebaba, Iva Bina Merik. What about the spitting? Harakala, he did it. So what the question is is that, okay, you're telling me that the spitting that was done before is is good enough. What's the big deal? Do it in the right order. So what? She can't spit a second time. I mean. Well, it cost money. I mean, what's the problem? That's the cash, right? If yeah. she spit twice, that means that she she's really denying that she wants the guy. <laughs> no, no. So let's take So what's the shayla? There's there's problems. If you spit a second time, that can create a problem. Why um, If you go ahead and say that she needs to do a second spitting, people will say, oh. You made her do another spitting. That means the spitting that was done before is a garnish that didn't do anything. Had no effect. And then 
people say, well, that some people say, well, let's say she does a spitting before the chalitza. So the man who saw that there was no chalitza done will say, well, I'm sorry, that's the zero spitting. It's not worth anything. And therefore, she's free still to do yibam. It's not too late. And um, somebody else walks in and says, oh, I saw the spitting. Probably they had the chalitza already done. I guess the chalitza is permitted to go ahead, to mar- to go ahead and still do yibam to a different brother. So you understand it can lead to problems. So therefore, if you did it out of order, it's farfallen. Just let it work as a, as a, you know, even out of order because it saves us from creating problems. You can, by making her spit a second time, that's going to basically illustrate that the first one was not good. And if that's the case, people will assume that if I just saw the spitting, that it has no effect at all, and now she can still do yibum to the other brothers, which is simply not true. Okay. Aye, what about the fact that the Inukisidron doesn't need to follow the order? There's a say there in the in the in the Psukim that first there's the shoe removal and then the spitting. It doesn't need to be in order. The answer is Kisidron no for The order is not Ma'akid. Yes, it's true. There is an order, but if you didn't do the order, it's still good. Now, who savar the Chui Kamatkali? First he thought these, okay, this guy's uh, the order doesn't matter, yeah, you're just pushing no, them off. We have two opinions here. No, not yet. No, but the, the 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 order is very important. No, we we're already saying that everyone. No, no, nobody's saying that the order is has to be. Obviously, the order is in order for a reason. But if you didn't do it in order, is it still good? That's the question. And everybody's saying it is good. Okay. Now he didn't know that he was being serious. First he thought, okay, he's just pushing me off. Now for Duck he looked into it, and it's in fact true. The order is not makir. The Tanya's Bryce says, Straight up, the Bryce says that if the Chalitza was before the Rukika, what's done is done. So there you go, that that's the bottom line that Chalitza or Rukika, you need to do both, but if you went out of order, it's still valid. And that's the idea. And it, you shouldn't fix it up because by fi- make it in the right order because that can lead to problems. You make worse, make it, sometimes trying to fix things. Makes things worse. I think that's a very powerful Statement. message in life. You know what I'm saying? By you, trying to fix things, you make it worse, right? So he's saying it's, it's, it, you, you're better off leaving it in an imperfect state than trying to fix it and then make it totally messed up. Okay, all right? That's sleeping dogs like. Okay. That's, that's the whole basis of Chuva. Uh, okay, well, no. Chuva is re- repentance. Okay. Now. Okay, Levi Nafakla Kiryasa. So Levi went to this Kirya, a small a village, okay. And Bo Mina, they asked him a Shaila. The woman has no arms, so it's kind of tricky pulling off a shoe. Um, so can she do the Chalitza if she doesn't have her hands? Um, how would she get it off? She bite it off with her. No, not with her hands. She no, have somebody else will hold it. No, no, no. She has to do it herself, so she'll use her teeth to get it off, okay. Next Shaila. They asked they asked him the second question. The Yavama, but she had uh, whatever blood in her mouth and she spit blood. Now what's the Allah there? So and, and then another Shaila. It says, um, I'll tell you that which is signed in the, the true writings. Now, what does it mean? What's not, there's such a thing as a non-true writings. It's talking about a heavenly, what's written in heaven. 
<laughs> Everything's true. Why do you have to say that it's true? Obviously, it's true. Okay. So what does that mean? So what is these? So that was the three Shilas that were asked Levi. Lahavik biati. He was zero for three. He didn't have an answer to any of these questions. Also, shall be mitrasha. So what are you doing? You don't know any answers. You go to the base matrix. So he went to the base matrix. Asked the Shilas. I'm relieved. They said, look. As far as the first question, it just says she removed his shoe. doesn't use the word biyad anywhere. Okay? It says, he needs a foot. But, you know, any of, even a foot, a stump, if it's below the knee, it works. But it doesn't say anywhere that she uses her hands to remove it. So whatever means she can get off the shoe, that works. It doesn't say anywhere that she has to spit, spit. It says that she spits. So it's a spit. We'll see what that means. You know, because there's always some spittle in, in with the blood. Okay? What does that mean? What does that mean? How can there be some writings from God that's not true? What is, how can you say such a thing? It's an idea that there's two types of decrees. That's what it means. A decree from God. That's like a written decree. But there's two levels of decree. There's a decree that has an oath attached to that decree, kind of not, there's no way out of it, you can't wiggle out of that one, and then there's an oath that doesn't have a decree. How do you know that a gzardin that has an oath, um, that it's no way to tear that oath apart, to, uh, it's, it's locked in? The says, I swear, to the house of Eli, that there's no offering they can offer that's going to be acceptable. There was a major disappointment with the house of Eli. Eli's children were disappointed to God. God was upset at them. They uh, did certain averus that was very severe, very serious, and um, and they're not going to be forgiven. Ad olam forever. Okay, so he swore. So that's something. There's no way out of it. Basically, is what we're saying. Amarabba, so Rabbi says there was a clause written in. Okay, Amarabba bezevach mincha miskaper. It didn't say there's no kapara. It says that you know there's no kapara with karbanos. Avol miskaperu b'tibri Torah, but with Torah that could make a difference. If we really focus on my Torah learning, you can you can sort of be granted a longer life. The 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 rule against the house of Eli is that they. All at the time, very, very young. So, um, and it was like a built in thing. They all died very, very young. But he says you can sort of counter that if you make Torah your focus of life, that'll give you extra years. We'll see more about this. No, David was not from Base Ailey. Well, we're talking about the house of Ailey. They were, they were Kahanim. Okay. Abaya, Amar, Bizevach, Amirchen, Miskapra, Miskapra, Bigmil, Chasadim. Um, with acts of kindness, you can extend your life. Now, Rabbah Vabaya, the base both of them, they weren't just, uh, you know, darshaners. They, they lived, they were from the house of Eli. Rabbah Dasak B'Torah, he involved himself in Torah study. Chaya Arba Inchnin, he extended his life to age of 40. It's not that old, but he was able to live to, to 40 years old. Now, Abaye, the Asak B'Torah, Ubi he did not only, he did Torah and Gemil Sadam, so he extended his life even an extra 20 years uh, to, um, to 60. Now, this story, there was a family in Jerusalem. All the wow. men dies at age 18. 
very, very, like, they hit 18 and then they died. Bobo, Dius, Rabbi Yochum, and Zaki. So let Rabbi Yochum and Zaki know about this. I'm like, it's too weird. It's not, you know, something, you know, it's the fact that it's happening. Maybe from the car, the family of Eli. Shenemer, it says in the Pasuk about the house of Eli, uh, that they're all going to die as soon as they, they hit like manhood. Okay. Yeah, there was a there was a punishment of God where he swore. So Lachuv Askubatora, he says, you know what? You want to be guaranteed, or you want to be able to extend your life? Involve yourself in Torah, it took you and you'll live longer. Halachav Askubatora, v'chayu that worked. Because it was thanks to the advice of Rabbi Yochanan how the family was able to survive and live, you know, because they made Torah their primary occupation. And uh, that and, and they they named themselves the Yochanan family because of that. Um, how do you know that a decree against the tzibor is never sealed? So what do you mean? It doesn't sound like it is pretty sealed. So there. They can, you know, if it's a seaboard, just even you can always tear it back up. It's that that Shemem the Pesach says, "Mikashem Elokeinu bechol kareinu elav." Who is like Hashem our God? No matter when we call to Him, is oh He'll answer. In other words, when it's the when it's a seaboard, even if it's decreed, there's always uh, He'll always listen if we call out to Him. Vaksev dir Hashem biyimatzo, call out to seek out God when He's found. So which is it? Is it bechol karein olav whenever we call, or it's only beimatzah when he's found? So lokasha biyachra b'tzibor b'yachid. It's only beimatzah, but b'tzibor, it's Hashem is always whenever we call out. Now yachid emis. When is the time that an individual calls out to God? Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Rabbi Baravua, Ilah Sar Yamer Shabin Rashanelim Kipper. This is the ten days of tshuva, and that's the story. Okay, brings us to the next thing. Back to our topic. They sent this Shaila to the father of Shmuel. She needs to do Chalitza. She can just go forward with Chalitza. There's always a little bit of spit in mixed in with the when she if she's spitting, it's gonna be by definition she's gathering, you know, the even if blood comes out, it's not only blood, it's gonna also be spit with it. And it's okay to have other foreign components in it. Now, basically, we have a kasha on that yachol, yeitam hayotzimipiv, if a woman has blood coming from her mouth, only piyama, or from backside, tamay, um, that she's tamay, even as a zav, because body, bodily fluids is tamay, for a zav, or for a zav, or a zava, it's a him, okay, tamalomar, the zovo tamay, not the blood. I elatars. I so here's the thing. Spit is metame, not blood. Well, isn't I thought you said every time there's blood, there's spit. So lokash is not difficult. When it's just dripping out from his mouth without intention, it can be just blood and there's no spit involved, and therefore it's not going to be metame. But if he's gathering it together to spit out, then it's with by definition with some spit, and that's the difference. Okay, brings us to the next part. Cheresh Shenechlatz. You have a deaf mute that did chalitza. So Amrav Yudam Rav is Meir. This is Meir Shita, who at the end is going on the last part of the Mishnah, who says that a katan is uh, is a. 
no, no, the miss going on the end of the mission talked about a, de- a deaf mute, and we said uh, the chalitza becheresh valid, and we said it's psula, and then it continues and it says a katana that does a chalitza, then she needs to do it when she's an adult. That's what we talked about. So, if this is all going like Rameir, um, a minor can't do any chalitza at all. Okay. So we, the Chacham disagree with this, this uh, the Allah of the mission. Now, when the woman, a girl, who is a young girl, does Chalitza, so he says that uh, she should do it again when she hits adulthood. Now, Amr Rav Yudah, Amr Rav. So the Rameir, again, there's a Rameir, the Amr Ish, because of a Parsha, it says Ish. And since he needs to be an adult, so therefore we compare Ish al Ish. Okay? Abacham Omrim, the Chacham say Ish Ksibbe Parsha. Isha ben Gedol ben Ketan. But when it comes to the woman, it doesn't need to be an adult. So in other words, for her to do chalitza, she can be younger, but for, but he needs to be an adult. Okay? Now, man chacham, who's the chacham? Rabbi Yossi, it's Rabbi Yossi, the Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, but Rabbi. story goes like this, very interesting. Here we have like a little bit of an account. So we have Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon, but Rabbi. Rabbi Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi. Habiyasvi, Pesach. Habiyasvi, they're sitting together. Okay, talking and learning. When somebody he needs to have his eyes downwards, forwards, basically. Because my eyes and my heart should be down, meaning looking towards Jerusalem. Okay, because that's where my heart, my heart and eyes are focused. It should be up. It's supposed to be upwards. So you need to look up when davening. So do you look up or do you look down? Down meaning forward, really. Okay. So Adachi Asa Rabbi Shmuel Berabiosi look about. So Rabbi Shmuel Berabiosi walked in on them. Amar Lehu Pemaiski. So what are you schmoozing about? You know what's the ray? What are you talking about? Amar Lehu Betvila. We're talking about Tvila. Amar Lehu Kacham Rabba. On this shaila, I can tell you what my father told me. Okay, his father was Rabbi um, that it's a combination. Your eyes are downward, but your heart is towards heaven. That's the only way to fulfill both verses, because one is going, you know, eyes towards Jerusalem, but the heart is elevated upwards to Kel Bashamayim. Meantime, there's talking and learning. Rabbi walked in to give shir. Okay, there's the base madrash. Okay, in Hodavakalili, so so here we, we the, the physical stature of Rabhia of um um Rabhia and Rab Shimon Barebi, Rab Shimon Rebbe's son, they were skinny. So you see they just right away sat on their place and no problem. Rabbi Shmuel Barabyosi was a very heavy set fellow. Says, you know, it's not so easy for a heavy man to find, you know, you have to walk slowly or whatever. So Agapyokre, have a mifsavazal, he was walking till he found the spot and it took time. It took his time. You know, what the, you know, so Amrli, Avdan, Avdan, who was one of the Tabidim of Rebbe, said, Miuzeh, Shemafsal Rashiam Kadosh. What kind of business? Who does this man think he is? He's walking on people who are ready because they would be sitting towards the ground and he's still walking. It looked a little, you know, like it was disrespectful. So Avdan, who was a Talmud of Rebbe, you know, called him, called him out on it. Amrlei, so Rebbe Shmuel Rebbe Yossi was not a, okay, not, didn't just kowtow, whatever. He said, Amrlei, Ani Shmuel Rebbe Yossi, I'm Shmuel, the son of Rebbe Yossi, Shabbat Shalom Rebbe, I came to learn Torah from Rebbe. Amrlei, 
So Avdan right away argued, Are you fit to learn Torah from Rabbi? Like, who makes you think that you can be a student here? Okay. Not because your father wants. No, say, uh, well, okay. So, so, was Moshe fit to learn Torah from God? Okay. Do you think you're Moshe? Is your God, is your rabbi God? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, whatever. So that's a back and forth. Amar of Yosef, Shakli, Rebbe Limitra, for say, he, Rebbe was, in a way, given a little bit of a shtach over here. Uh, the Kamerli Rabbach, he said, your rabbi. He didn't say my rabbi. Rebbe, look, I'm a Rebbe. In other words, he was like, because Rebbe should have, he's hearing this whole conversation, and he should have right away put a stop to it. He says, okay, enough. Avdan, sit down, quiet, quiet down, let the man sit down, and you know, no, don't, but he didn't. And therefore, somehow, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosef gave a little bit of a shtach, your rabbi, in other words, okay. Anyway, in the end, Asi Yivam Lekamed Rabbi, Yivam came before Rabbi. Amr Lei, Rabbi, Avdan, so Rabbi told Avdan, Pogpatka, go out and check to see if she's an adult, because maybe she's still too young to do chalitza, okay? The boss is not a gift to your left. Amr Lei, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel said to Rabbi, let me tell you what my father said about this Shiloh. By the Ish, he, he needs to be an adult. But by the but uh, Isha doesn't need to be an adult. So he called out to Avdan, come back. We don't need to check the age. It was already established. Rabbi Yossi already passed in over here. That's enough. We can just rely on that. Meantime, Kamafsa Avdan Vasi. So Avdan now is there, is walking over everyone who's sitting to go back to his place. says, somebody who the nation, the holy nation needs him. So maybe he could stand and walk around. who needed you? You didn't even need to go out. So uh um how are you walking over everybody's heads? Okay, so what comes around? What goes around comes around, as you know. Okay, so Amar Lei Rabbi Lavdan, so Rabbi told Lavdan, "Come beduchtach, just stay where you are and sit down." Tana Bosa, that was obviously a, a, a bad circumstance, um, and there's results from that. So Tana, we learn, Bosa Shad Nitzdar Avdan, Avdan got Ras because of his picking on Rabbi Shmuel. Okay, Vitavu Shnei Banov, and two of his sons drowned. And the two daughters-in-law did mean. Okay, a pretty bad, you know, patch over here. Now, Amr, Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak, so interesting. What was his reaction? Blessed is God that, that caused him to get embarrassed in this world, and this way he's got clean clean slate for the world to come. Okay. He was, it, was, it was actually, he wasn't a bad man Avdan, he was a good man that he got punished when he did something wrong here in this world, okay um, what we hear from Rabbi Yossi is so what age? even if even age 6, 7, when they're age old enough to like make kinyanim um, so the Gemara says no, not until the age a year before bar uh, bas mitzvah, they, you know, she she has to be, um, you know, the, the able to make a vow. Uh, but that's what 
Rabbi Yossi says, but actually the bottom line halacha is, Saros, we're makbid, not to do chalitz until she's actually an adult. Okay. Um, what if did chalitza with uh, with with two, and then one of them turns out that there was a that uh, that was a rela- relative and wasn't alive. Now, we don't pass like that. You need three mamish. Okay. Now, already said it needs to be three. So what's the? Why do you have to? Re- basically, he's saying it twice. Why does he have to say it twice? The answer is three. It's necessary. That's only chatchila. But yevet, even but yevet, I feel the trade maybe two is good enough. That even but yevet, you need three. Maybe really should need five. Um, because it's only saying two is not enough. But maybe that's okay, you still need three but maybe you should have five. you only start with three, you don't need five in the beginning. And um and uh, but but you need three good uh, good dayanim in order for it to be acceptable. Okay, we could stop over here, and. Uh, <laughs>